Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week would have you believe that there is an EA play that didn't really happen unless you love skate and Nate does. What's going on, Matt? I don't know anymore. Good answer. What are we doing? This is the Gamers 2 Podcast for June 22nd, 12.56 a.m. Uh, your weekly roundup. <laughs> Coming live at you early on the 22nd. <laughs> your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that may pique our interest that we want to blab our gums about. Y'all hear about that baseball season? Y'all hear what? about that baseball season? Soccer start back up and that Formula One season? <laughs> that NBA season? <laughs> uh, NFL, we haven't gotten there yet, but whew, it'll be a doozy when we do. So, uh, no sports still, obviously. Clearly. Well, I mean... Are there sports? Are there any sports? Yeah. Uh, the Premier League did, and Bundesliga oh, and stuff like that have started back up. With I watched, crowds or without no, no crowds? crowds? Oh, I read that thing. They're doing the fake crowds, and they're actually working really some, well. Some of them are doing fake crowds and stuff like that, or doing, like, some uh, some places are putting cardboard cutouts in. Some places are just blasting crowd Where noise. Real life is becoming the video game. Yeah. With the copying crowd. Yeah. The KBO was doing that, the Korean Baseball League, mm -hmm. where they would put uh, stuffed animals in sometimes. Apparently, at one point, they had sex dolls in, but that was a whole, there was a whole uh, news thing about that because they weren't sex dolls, but they were sex dolls. But then they had links on them that took you to a porn website, a whole thing. Uh, Classic. Other nights in the KBO, they've had Pokemon, like stuffed Pokemon in the stands behind home plate because that's like the majority shot you see. So they just film mm -hmm. behind home plate with things. I love it. I love it. You know, get creative. Why not? Yeah, you can't do anything else, so do that. Anyway, though, speaking of games and sports games, EA didn't show shit, so <laughs> we'll get yeah, there eventually. Uh, I'm just fuming already about it. I was so mad. I was so. Anyways, we'll get there. Getting, getting. We're gonna getting get there because I'm, I'm right there with you, Matt, and I have more stake in it than you do. But I'm right there with you. Do you though? At the count, at the EA play as a whole, yes. Individually, we each have our own stakes higher than the other one. But we will discuss that in a bit. Stop it! You know what? Fuck you! Want to just do it now? <laughs> you want to do it live? 
No, first we got to go through what we normally go through. New releases, which there are a few. Believe it or important not. Important ones. Yeah, there are at least three important ones. You get to guess, Matt, when I'm done reading them, what the three important ones are. I got, I got my picks are. right now. You, yeah, you can tell me afterwards. Here we go. Number one, Griftlands for the PC. Uh, number two, Darius Cosmic Collection for the PlayStation and Switch. Number three, Desperados 3 for the PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Disintegration for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. The Elder Scrolls Online goes to Google Stadia. Interesting move. I don't know how that would work. I mean, I'm pretty sure you probably have to go into like the premiere part of it to get your subscription paid for the same way you would with other things. But I was just saying, like, and technically... Like an MMO on there? Or? Yeah. I don't know. It might be better than p- trying to play a first-person shooter with the lag. True. Unless you're like trying to... Well, PvP maybe. would be a problem. Yeah. You still might be able to get away with... There's a... Speaking of lag and MMOs, and I'll continue reading this list in a second. There's a healer in our WoW Classic Guild that was healing from Australia. So he has at least 200 ping. And he was the best of everybody. By a long shot. He was unbelievably good, but still had well. That's crazy kind of pain. the funny part. We're going to talk about this for way too long, but I feel like when you're healing and you have a high ping and you're doing it consist like that's how you play. I feel like that could almost train you to be better because you're anticipating the damage. You know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah. If you know what, to, yeah, to be ready for. Uh, number six, Farming Simulator 19 DLC. Number seven, Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC. Number eight, Waking for PC and Xbox. Number nine is Burnout Paradise Remastered for the Switch. And number 10, The Last of Us 2 makes its way to PlayStation. Matt, what is your guess for the top three of those 10? Uh, Last of Us 2. Okay. Pokemon Sword and Shield. And? Farming Simulator 19. Good man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't say I'm predictable on this show, but it ain't hard to guess. Uh, uh, odds or evens, Matt? I don't care. God, I, don't know. I was trying to eliminate my choosing of one every single time. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll take evens. Uh, going for the long one. You just want to bitch about EA. Oh, we're going to definitely <laughs> both bitch about EA. Uh, it's mostly because I shouldn't read Pokemon. All right. First up, CD Projekt Red has delayed Cyberpunk 2077 again, pushing it from September 17th. To November 19th. Uh, according to the developer, the game is, quote, finished as far as content and gameplay is concerned, but they need more time for balancing and bug fixes. Okay. It's just The Witcher again. I don't know when this game's coming out. Like, I haven't known since, like, the second delay, because once the second delay happened, Stop. I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, the, whatever release date you're going to tell me, it's not going to matter. Right. I didn't realize it was coming out in September. Yeah. November, I'll probably remember because that's like November. Everything's going to come out. In yeah. It, it's funny because it goes back to playing into my when is the new WoW expansion going to release mm-hmm. argument that I had. I've mentioned this a couple shows ago where I was like, all right, you don't release in September because even though you're not the same crowd necessarily as Cyberpunk, you don't want to deal with Cyberpunk. So you give everybody a month to play Cyberpunk and then you release. Because also your entire like dev staff that's going to need to keep the servers running is going to try to play Cyberpunk. Yeah. And then I had people that are like, oh, they'll do it in November, like BlizzCon and blah, blah. BlizzCon ain't fucking happening. So guess what? That argument's out. 
And also, they just moved this to November. So my October time slot still stands. I really I'm feeling appreciate, even better about it. Like, we like to read into when games are coming out, like, based on relative to each other. Yeah. CD Projekt Red's like, we don't give a fuck. They don't. November 17th, sure. Right smack dab in the middle. We don't give a fuck about you guys. You're not a and problem for us. The week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So the week prior to Black Friday. Or potentially right. two weeks. I'm not looking at exactly at when the 17th falls. It might be a Friday. It might be a Tuesday. So a week or two weeks before Black Friday. How confident are you Ooh, on this release date? Or do you think it might get pushed into like into February? Or spring? I'm, I'm feeling pretty good on this one. If If they're saying that they're only fixing bugs and blah, blah, blah. I'm feeling pretty good on a, on a, only a two month delay because I feel like if they were if they were feeling worse, they would have pushed it out of September into next year already. Yeah, or had or had said we're gonna push to. I could see a one month more, maybe December. Maybe they punk them with a December like December twelfth release type of thing, like something weird there. But I'm feeling. De- I mean, I was also feeling good about September. So, so take my word with a grain of salt. Maybe feeding into that, your, your opinion there. Before we, we hit record, I did see a news article. I don't know if this is valid. I, I did not have time to look into it, but uh, someone posted something saying that reviews for Cyberpunk would be released after their next event that they're doing their nightwire nightwire city, city which is this event. week yeah and reviews would be published six months in advance yeah i don't know see that's what i'm saying grain of salt on that one that doesn't make sense and also it doesn't i and wouldn't the i wouldn't read into those reviews at all the titles are too ambiguous that is an ambiguous title too because they're saying after like it could be yeah oh they'll be released three after. months after yeah four months tell after you. good five news months after. you know what it'll be after It'll probably be after this podcast. Whenever that is. A lot will be after this podcast. Technically, a lot will. The next podcast, believe it or not, Matt, after this one. I don't believe that. <sighs> Who'd have thought? Well, depending on how this keeps going, if we keep posting late, you never know. <laughs> so, yeah. All Cyberpunk. Right. Shall we start into number two? Yeah. Got the big one out of the. We got that big one early. I mean, we could, we, we could, we no, could move it no, back. We're fine. We're fine because we're going to be here for a while. Number two, EA Play 2020 has happened. Happened uh, Thursday night, about seven p.m. Eastern. It happened like a hot dump. It it what? All right. So first impressions before I even get through news stories. If this was their E3 presentation, they would have been laughed out of the room. Yeah. Comparatively to everybody else. This was a... This was a... But when you put it... um, Put it in the context of everything that's happening and whatever. Their pivot isn't terrible. As in... We had to shut down potentially unexpectedly... For what we were expecting and blah, blah, blah. That being said, that's it's not bad as like a uh, a baseline. As in, I would take this and show it to 
Xbox and go, here's your baseline. This, you can't be worse than this. With Sony being like the top of the of the tree that I'm trying to paint a picture of so far. This is, in my mind, this is worse than a, the first Xbox. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. Even though, well, I somewhat agree. <laughs> the first Xbox is terrible. Uh, this is better with... Production quality-wise? Production quality-wise, yes. It's 100%, definitely better. It's 100% better. Game-wise, they might be on the same page. Ah, this is still worse to me. Hmm. Still worse. I think the games that they could show and did show visually looked better, and they also never mentioned the word gameplay, which was, going back into the Xbox thing, a problem. Here's some gameplay. It's a cutscene. What? That's not gameplay. Also, Microsoft showed Valhalla after we'd already seen two days of Valhalla. So objectively, maybe this, you know, maybe they're comparable. Subjectively, this one hurts me worse than the Microsoft one did. Subjectively, I fucking hated this event. I was I was honestly mad watching it. Of, I kept waiting to hear why I'm watching. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Like I, I, I everything that was getting announced, I was just like I, I, I either knew it, or it was. Just like, yes, obviously. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing meant. There's no surprise. Nothing I saw made me go, I'm so happy I saw this now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you or could. live or any, like. I don't know. Let's just fucking keep going because we're going to start talking over ourselves. and So here we go. Starting off the event, Respawn announced that Apex Legends would be coming to both Steam and the Nintendo Switch. The studio also says that it's going to support cross-play across all platforms. Which, hey, if you're a Switch player and want to play against a PC player, give yourself up right now. Log into the game and then quit out of the match immediately because you are not going to hold the candle. But right. hey, you get to play. Not related to that, but somewhat related to that concept. Um, is it? You probably have a better idea of this than I would just because I don't kind of travel in those realms. All right. So I, I have friends who are console players, and they opt out of crossplay because of... they're not as good as PC players. See, that's the argument. So, like in my mind, I'm like, all right, clearly a, a, a good PC player is is going to be better than a good console player. Yeah, it's only when you get to the echelons the of pro tiers that those yeah. start to slowly get closer and closer. The reasoning I've always heard is like, oh, it's easier to hack on PC. And I'm like, I don't know if that's really... There's I don't a, know if that's the case. Like, I, I mean, can see that argument. I mean, technically, yes. That statement as a whole is true. My you question also is... aim assist on console. My question is, so. is hacking rampant enough on PC in relation to crossplay that that is a justifiable no. reason? Okay. I, I think no. I think I suspect I think not. it depends on the game. Yeah. I think that part is is subject to which game environment we're talking about. Uh, but I believe that when it comes to the argument that it's easier to cheat on PC, they don't want to admit they're bad. 
which is usually... I don't even think it's a bad thing. I no, think no, that, I, like, I think it's the, the average PC player is going to perform better against yeah. the average console player. Right, yeah. I, I would agree with that same statement. It's just that the... It goes back to the old Call of Duty mindset. I didn't die. It's You ever see the pie chart? Where it's 99% oh, yeah. of it is bullshit. And it's it's titled, What Did I Die To? 99% of it is filled in and it says bullshit. And 1% says, He was better than me. Yeah. Because no one ever admits that they are being beaten by a better person. It's always, oh, that's bullshit. He's cheating. He's hacking. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's on PC. Clearly a hacker. Like, Is that how you play multiplayer? That's how, you that's how some thing? people play it. I don't play it that way. Because I, I quit because I'm like, fuck, I suck. I play multi... <laughs> like the, the biggest game that I've experienced cheating in is in Battlefield. And usually like around launch. But you can see it happening. So I just know. Like, yeah. There was a guy at, on top of one of the the maps. I don't remember what it's the map with a big cornfield, and there's we were playing uh, conquest, and he's on top of the church with an LMG, three just spinning nonstop spinning and killing everybody with a headshot. And it's like, okay, well, you're cheating. <laughs> and sometimes, at least like that, it's just entertaining to look at because you're yeah. like, what? Well, it's comical. What? But then I'm not going to stay there more than five minutes. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for Apex, I don't think it's that big of a problem. I just think, once again, going to what your point, the skill gaps, the sliding scale of skill gaps are, are different. Like mm-hmm. an average PC player versus an average console player, they, they're they not on the same. Those averages are not at the same spot on the yeah. scale. I mean, you did, it's just PC is... Yeah, we don't have to go through. You, everyone knows. Yeah. PC is just more precise. What I think stuff. is really interesting, I think it's good that they're bringing it to Switch. Yeah. Cool. That makes sense. It's good that it's cross-play. Cross-play is, should be supported for everything. So it's a, it was a good, like, good faith announcement of everything. What's funny is the, the Steam announcement. We're bringing it to Steam. Unless I'm crazy, Matt... Maybe a few months ago. Didn't we discuss a story in which EA made a deal with Steam? Which therefore would mean that their games are coming to Steam. Did we not discuss that? Usually around Fallen Order? Yeah. No, we went through all this, which is, you know, we're getting to the heart of the problem here. We got no fucking announcements. Literally. We're gonna get, Let me yeah. just get it out of the way real quick. Okay, so before he gets it completely out of the way, this Steam thing is rampant through the whole the whole thing we're going to mention. And as as we're watching this, I went, we've known all of this. This isn't a fucking announcement. But, but, but. Which is why I grouped them all into one statement. A Way Out, Dead Space 3, The Sims 4, and Titanfall 2 are all coming to Steam. And EA Access is going to be on Steam as well. And all of this just goes back to... Where I think we need to, I mean, we can do whatever we want because that's how this podcast works. But when when you and I are watching these things, I I sometimes need to take myself away from it. Where average Joe, yeah, that's just like, oh, cool, EA is doing their thing. They make the Madden I like. I'm just gonna watch that. Also, average Joe's not playing on PC, but regardless, they didn't know the stuff from November or whenever that story was that we discussed. So it makes sense to 
remind them and tell them all about this. It's just at the same time for the people that are already there, like we already know this isn't, you're not doing a conference of announcements. You're doing a conference of reaffirmations. Yeah. Which is boring. <laughs> like if the Xbox event in July is their first event with uh, like one other trailer, you're like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What is this? Which is the overarching. There's, it's kind of, this is in my mind, what irritated me most about this conference or whatever we're calling this a digital event, whatever is that it is quintessential EA. Like there's, this is nothing new for them. They do this stuff every year, but I just, for some reason, and this is my fault, thought that this year would be different because of like everything that's going on. And we haven't gotten any news from them and all this other stuff. And like, there's a a bunch of hotly anticipated games for me that EA holds. And I was like, ah, they'll show me something. There are a lot of properties that they have, that we have interest in, that they have the rights to, that you're like, God, it's been years. Maybe, maybe. There's only giant rumors of a Mass Effect remaster going around. Yep. And you don't even mention that. Uh, So going back, the one guaranteed bright spot that I know isn't in the doc, but I can mention it. One guaranteed bright spot about this entire event and last year's event Greg Miller's a good host. I think he hosted it well. He is. He is a fantastic host. Um, For these types of events and some other events that I know he's done, like we've talked mm-hmm. about him doing the Dice Awards and stuff like that. Do you think he writes his own? He has to because it's I got think such he ha- a... I think he has a, a genuine impact on what is written either for him because i know i know his tone is so similar across all of his i know for some of the uh award shows he's written with friends of his that are writers Mm -hmm. and they've kind of like bounced it all around to get it all correct but i think he actually has the the pull or weight in the room like when somebody's writing something and they say like this and he's like that's not gonna work like that doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense for me to say that or it doesn't flow with like, I'll punch it up and we'll do this, or like, I'll say this type of thing, uh, which goes into exactly what I'm going to say. Next thing Hayes Lights, Joseph Fares, the man who uh, famously yells, fuck the Oscars, the Game Awards, three years ago, uh, is making another cooperative, story focused game. It Takes Two is about a child who deals with their parents' divorce by creating two dolls, which both come to life. So, this segment. And then the next game we saw are the only two things where I'm like, that's interesting. Like Watching this was interesting because Joseph Fares is a charismatic person. He is. You want to watch what he's going to say mm-hmm. because you never know what he's going to say. And that little like... Uh, and A Way Out was a fun game. I don't know if you played it, but it was a, it was a fun game. That, uh, that little uh, spotlight they did on him in the video and like they rolled in like some photos and like some of like, they kind of did like a reenactment or like a, of a movie or they were showing like a movie he did. That yeah. Was his one, of life. The, one of the movies he made that was kind yep. of based on his life of moving to, I believe it was Sweden. And yeah. That whole like spotlight was pretty interesting. And it's yeah. like EA does that stuff in their press conferences, like where they'll show like a dev team or something like that. Yeah, like a creative angle mm-hmm. type of thing. And I feel like this is the first time that I can recall that they took that idea and got it right. 
Yeah, because when they showed it, I, I specifically remember the one they showed for Battlefront. Yeah. <laughs> and they were showing, like, the Dice Studios. Yeah, and like, like, we went Whoa. out and did these things I'm just and like, went what? to these places. And we're like, we don't give a fuck. Like, what are you showing? You didn't go to Hoth. <laughs> there were just, like, a lot of weird things. But then they get to this one, and they're describing him and his story and what he's done. And the game, and I was like, okay, that actually, that entire segment makes sense. And the entire thing runs well. I appreciated that they played, and this is where I think Greg potentially had a pull. Maybe he didn't. They actually played the Game Awards thing where he said, fuck the Oscars, and they didn't bleep it. Mm-hmm. They let him just run the entire clip again. And then it cuts back to Greg, and Greg goes, yeah, just keep on doing you, and fuck the Oscars. <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit. You actually got to the moment where you slowly were personable? Yeah, I know, right? That was the weird, like... Like, I hate you, evil corporation. Why do you make me like you moment- momentarily? <laughs> That was the little, like, ray of sunshine that came through the clouds. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was just good. It was a good segment moment. For sure. For sure. Uh, following that, we got Zoink Games, the creators of Fae, are making Lost in Random, a game that takes place in the world of random. A, quote, dark kingdom where every citizen's future is determined by a roll of dice. Uh, in 2021, follow the tale of uh, Even and her sidekick Dicey to play the odds and break the curse. That dice actually looked creepy to me. It did. It, it was very Tim Burton. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. But in a good way. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan, but yeah, I'm not either. It's uh, the I think only it's a specific taste. It it was Tim Burton. In a good way, when I say that, I mean, like, Nightmare Before Christmas, which is peak, like, good Tim Burton for me. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, it looks neat. It was a nice little refreshing game with a, or like, with a weird kind of concept. Yeah. And then we get to the next one, called the Rocket Arena, a competitive third-person 3v3 hero shooter that is all about using rockets to blow up the competition and will be released on July... 14th 14 team Matt did you see this like I did and go I I get the concept but why is EA doing it I just it doesn't it didn't it doesn't seem it didn't excite me it didn't seem like enough it seemed late for what it was trying to do yeah this is it doesn't seem like an EA title it seems like a THQ Nordic title that's not an insult but do you get what I mean (laughs) I will be genuinely surprised if this is successful. Oh, agreed. I I don't think it's dead on arrival, but I... Then again, with what they're aiming for, what are they dis- determined successful? They might have a low bar for success on this game. I mean, they would have to. It just seems like a weird... I don't know. It just seems weird. I haven't seen anybody talking about it since this happened. No, like I kind of like I've seen, I didn't even I've remember seen other seeing stuff it. mentioned, but I haven't seen anybody mention this since. I watched it. I know I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> unlike last time, I remember watching it. I went back through and I was compiling the list of stuff, and I was like, you know, cross-checking with a bunch of different publications, and I was like, I know I watched this, but like. Why do I not remember it? Why do I, like, it just, I don't know. I don't I just don't know. Like, I just don't. This, I saw this and I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> I'm, 
It's a thing. If you know what it falls into, roller champions. Yeah, roller champions. It's EA's roller champions. Um, where I'm like, what the fuck was that game that just came out that you, like totally flopped? The gonna, Amazon one. Oh, uh, the PvP one. Yeah, that just kind of like dud. Crucible? Maybe. Sounds good. That's how much we remember. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say about Arena? No, it just it seems like it's gonna be Rocket Arena. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the the roller the roller champions thing to me is just the equivalent of it's their small small studio PvP game that maybe that's their indie for this year because I don't think the Zoink thing comes out this year unless it comes out in fall. And I don't think Hazelight's game is coming out this year either. Yeah. So maybe that's their indie for this year. Like they normally, A Way Out was their year. Faye was one, you know, they they mm-hmm. have their indie focus. So maybe that is this one for this year. I mean, if, if that's the case, they should have focused on that angle more than just being like, maybe, oh, this yeah. is a game. You know, that's what it seemed like. It very much seemed almost like they went to their studios and went, all right, we're doing this. Does anybody you know have was? anything? And they're like, we can put something together. The game is so generic, it has no personality. A hundred percent. It's just like, everything's a rocket. And I'm like, but what else? And then <laughs> there was just nothing. Yeah. All right. Uh, EA Motive revealed gameplay of its, of its upcoming game, Star Wars Squadrons, a game that takes place after Star Wars, The Return of the Jedi. Uh, the campaign will have players assuming the role of both a New Republic pilot and an Imperial fighter pilot as pi- as part of the Vanguard and Titan squadrons, respectively. Uh, multiplayer will include modes like Dogfight, an all-out 5v5 battle, and the signature mode, Fleet Battles. Uh, Fleet Battles feature multiple phases and begins in a social hub that allows for strategic planning. Uh, then players will enter a battle that begins with a dogfight in the middle of the map. It then transitions to one of the teams attacking the, en- the enemy's medium-sized capital ship, before finally taking the battle to the enemy's flagships. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons will be released on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on October 2nd, and will and will feature full crossplay and VR support for PS4 and PC. There are no microtransactions, and it will cost $40 hairs. Go ahead. I, I, you can go ahead. All right. Good price point. Good crossplay across everything. Cool that that also includes crossplay to VR. One, it might hit the list of like things you need to play in VR. Yeah, it might hit that list. It might. No microtransactions, EA, huh? I. Who boy, are you gonna potentially eat those words if you do not stick to them? You will once again be lambasted for not doing that. But. Maybe they've turned a new leaf. Like, I don't know about that. I don't mind the battle idea. The battle idea makes sense. Uh, they've You've kind of done it a little bit with... That they've already done in Battlefront 2. Where you're down doing one thing. You go up to a ship. And you have to like progress. I think it's like three uh, missions on either side. To actually win the battle. And some of the battles can take really long. The idea of... Getting into the social hub to create strategic things speaks immediately to me of somebody that doesn't understand how gamer language happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's do this thing. 
fuck off, buddy. <laughs> it falls into the... It, it would work if you had a group of friends. Kind of. But it also falls into the conversations that you always hear. The Anthem conversation. The Division conversations. The Ghost Recon conversation. All the conversations where you have these <laughs> E3 comms that no one talks like that. Oh, yeah. I just got this sweet thing over here and all right so it looks like they're gonna come out with i expect two tie fighters and maybe a tie interceptor so i'm gonna purposely run a u-wing and try to do this and it's like no you're gonna have the guy that's like i'm close to ranking up my a-wing so deal with it plug and it's like (laughs) sweet tactical battle i appreciate what they mean it just never happens yeah i'm uh for it being a Star Wars game and everything that it is, I am very reserved on it. Like, I'm not going to rush out and buy it. I will wait and see. And I'm not going to touch it at all, probably, because I don't give a shit about flying games. I can't fly. The only, the only, that's the thing is like, I would buy it maybe for the VR experience if it warrants, you know the effort yeah the vr experience i think might be the coolest part especially if i have a joystick and flying around and stuff like that the most interesting part for me is the price and the no transactions and watching how that plays out oh 100 that is a hundred i want to see how we're doing december 23rd yeah and then uh recatch again at uh january 17th let me know those two windows launch to december 23rd launch to january 17th i want to see ea's uh fiscal report following and just see if it gets mentioned or anything like that that's that would be the thing yeah uh but it'll be there's no microtransactions because all we have are surprise mechanics like (laughs) (laughs) not how that works no microtransaction guess what guys loot boxes (laughs) (laughs) Ha <laughs> bitch. <laughs> but it's uh it, it falls into the same thing of what we were talking about. Nothing excites me. We've knew like we got more details, but you blew your squadron load days earlier. Yeah, I think we I think they announced most of that too, didn't they prior to uh, for the most part, not more like not some of the specific details and stuff. But it's like that should have been you should have never done the first event. Yeah. I wonder even, if they even if it leaked like it did. Mm-hmm. Just let nobody talk about it for four days. Yeah, and let everybody just build their own anticipation, then set everything straight. Don't come out with your own thing and then do it again. That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, whack. Uh, the next thing we got was EA's <laughs> EA's standard sports montage that showed FIFA 21 and Madden 21. Uh, it did show Lamar Jackson, who I believe is the cover athlete for uh, Madden 21. So congrats to him. And then it showed nothing else. It's just like, hey, you guys like sports games? What if we just kind of threw them all together? So I actually was like, like I was telling you earlier, I had this playing in the background and was playing a game. And then I was tabbing back and forth when something popped up that sounded interesting Uh that I didn't already know about. And I actually tabbed over because I was confused. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> by the just like you know sports montage like you know they started off with the uh, what's whoever that guy is lamar jackson lamar jackson quarterback of the uh, baltimore ravens 
and then did a, a quick little montage, and then like that was it. Yeah. And I was like, what? Wait, wait, wait. I had to go back and make sure like I didn't miss something. The trailer or... they were playing, like the cuts they were playing from FIFA were almost like the cuts from last year's FIFA because they were featuring Eden Hazard, who was on the cover and stuff last year. And I'm like, did you did you just do that? And normally, this is, we talked about this a little bit before too. I was actually somewhat looking forward to the EA Sports segment of this because normally when you get going, the... And I mean, maybe this is going to be their next year thing. Maybe they're waiting until the consoles are officially out and they're not going to, but they're still going to do a double release. So that's why I don't understand why they're waiting. But when I say double release, I mean current and past gen. When they're going towards a new gen and once again, they're using Frostbite instead of just switching to Unreal 5. I know we're not going to get Unreal 5 games this year. Relax. But they're using the Frostbite engine or Frostbite 2 or 3, whatever we're on now, which is fine. But when we're going to new hardware, they usually have tech demos inside of Madden or FIFA. Now, they end, I don't know if we have it in here, but they end the show, kind of, by saying, like, we'll have more throughout the summer to show you. So, in that in that statement, I feel like this is supposed to be their your appetizer and then they're like okay everybody gets the same appetizer y'all got breadsticks at the table it's a family thing okay now what do you want to order do you want to see more madden okay we're gonna have a deep dive into the madden thing do you want to see more fifa we're gonna have a deep dive into the fifa thing because even if last year's ea play they had devs on stage they brought out juju smith schuster they had actual breakdowns and like what they were doing with the the player profiles and what that meant sometimes in ultimate team or career mode and stuff like they actually did a deep dive breakdown so i'm wondering if they're waiting for a madden event like in july with madden releasing in august in july like a month beforehand they go here's your deep look at madden be ready that makes a lot of sense but it's yeah <laughs> I want to believe that that's the case, so I'm going to subscribe to that theory. I, You know what, Matt? My theory is free 99. Okay. Because I'm EA. Okay. I am Andrew Wilson, CEO. I will eventually leave and become Peter Moore and go own Liverpool, but until then. All right. There you go. Heard it here first, folks. Yeah, except I don't mean you. Peter Moore, Peter Moore and I got problems. <laughs> or rifles. But no, that's that's what I think is going to happen probably is that because if you do the the premiere the, or the EA Access premiere or whatever, you get the game, I believe it's a week early if you're subscribed to that tier. So I'm expecting a – I'm expecting. I'm hoping for a July breakdown on Madden and then two weeks – or like a week post Madden launch when they're roughly in the month window of FIFA, they go and here's our FIFA breakdown. And then they start showing off the tech and stuff like that for FIFA. Because whenever they go to, whenever they've gone to a new console, they've at least tried to show something off instead of just these weird sizzle reels that aren't anything. I was just like, I I just don't know anymore. (laughs) Once again, this goes back to if Matt and I ever do a press conference, we might walk out <laughs> when we watch the whole show and go, what did we just tell anybody? 
I just don't know. I mean, like, whatever. Put us on post-press conference panels. It would be living. No one would no one would do them with us because they'd just be oh, like... Oh, no, they would all hate us. Everybody would hate us. Yeah, they'd just be like, nah. You'd have people like, oh, man, that game looks so cool. And I'd be like, what did you see? <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would love, I would absolutely love if the world returns to normal, and you and I go to E three as media or yeah, yeah, right, right, as as just humans, and happen to get onto like a conversation with any of a slightly decent sized outlet. I'm saying as small as like 500 listeners to a million listeners, anywhere on that spectrum. Just so when we can do the immediate reacts after press conferences and people are like, holy shit, did you see that? And I go, see what? <laughs> Just watch like, their um, face get into stunned silence. So what was the point in this? Yeah. I'd be like, did anybody see anything in that press conference? They're like, you know, your job is to like hype this up and everything. I'm like, uh, bad news. My job is to be real. <laughs> what did you see? Yeah. Anyway, uh, it yay. gets better. Don't worry. It gets better. Once again, in classic EA fashion, they showed the shortest teasers possible of a few games while talking nonsense. Uh, we saw glimpses of <laughs> EA talking nonsense. <laughs> we saw glimpses of Dragon Age, Battlefield, Need for Speed, and an EA Motive Next Gen project that we don't know what it is. Obviously, so do you want do you want me to go through this one or do you want to start? You can go ahead because, like, I you I this I literally looked at it and I was like, I saw nothing. I saw a bunch of like concept art. It could be concept art. It could be like. So we saw glimpses of Battlefield. Let's start there. Yeah, okay. Sure. We saw glimpses of Battlefield. Saw an eyeball. I saw faces. Yeah. Like raccoon face. Like, okay, Battlefield. What Battlefield? What game? You're not doing a Battlefield When's this year. When's that coming out? So, what's that next setting? year? What year am I in? But why? Other than just being like, Battlefield exists and we're all like, we know. And then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, cool face tech. Yep. All right. How many times... You want to know when I see somebody's face? It's through my scope from 400 meters away, and I don't see their face. I only see the little hat and the arrow above their head as they went running by because somebody spotted them. It's like it's one of those... Uh, not as bad as L.A. Noir, but like they had, they have a lot of sweet tech and can make things look really cool. And their big battles in Battlefield look really cool, but those small details like that, never see them. Waste of time. Uh... <laughs> Did you fix that on your, by the way? Because it says no. we... Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> In case anybody's curious, he wrote Dre Jage, but we'll move on. Uh, That's what, uh, anger typing. <laughs> Just need more ease. Uh, need for speed. We saw more of that, but more, like, more heat? I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, why... Okay, cool. <laughs> there's a There's a racing game? Uh, that could have been the the last Need for Speed. I don't know. Oh, that rung, <laughs> that rings true through a lot of this conference. Uh, and the EA Motive Next Gen Project. What? The next Battlefront? The next Star Wars game that isn't the one that they're currently making? Did you give them Anthem? Did you give them the remaster? Did you give them back the remnants of the Star Wars games you canned? <laughs> what are you doing? And then let's go to the big problem. They said Bioware. They specifically flashed Bioware. To they did. S- to say the name, and everybody went, there are three games that we want to see. The Master- Mass Effect Remastered, 
that has been rumored for the like leading up to this was rumored for four weeks and it was picking up traction constantly like mm-hmm. oh mass effect remastered mass effect remastered would have been a pretty big announcement for them would have been it would have at that point in the conference would have made things nice yes it would have given you another reason to watch not for me i don't give a shit but there was enough traction to people wanting it that i think it would have been a bigger like damn oh yeah it is confirmed it's happening yay then anthem not that anybody's really wanting it, but that was their last project. <laughs> and we don't even mention that. That is the the bastard child that is just pushed to the side until it is grown up and ready to come into society. It's just like, no, you stay underneath those stairs, Harry Potter. Then, except it's not as gifted as Harry, but whatever. The, <laughs> weird analogy. Don't look too far into it. Child under stairs. Stay there. The one we do see, allegedly, is Dragon Age, which we knew Dragon Age... I I appreciate the allegedly. Yeah. Because... This this is supposed to be four, right? Yes, four. So, Dragon Age 4 was confirmed last year, I believe, to have been existing and being worked on. Mm -hmm. And all they show is Bioware... Then two stills, and everybody goes, the new Dragon Age has been shown. And I'm like, what did you see? That literally could be any game. Any game. You saw... Literally any game. You saw a red forest, and you saw a tree with some people off to the side. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And people were like, Dragon Age! And I just went, Really? 
because I, I watched it and after I eliminated the other things I've already said, eliminating the Mass Effect and whatever, I was like, okay, Bioware, that's the Dragon Age one. And, but, and but what is that? that another another thing that they didn't mention: the Old Republic. Yeah, they mentioned nothing on the Old Republic, which I didn't really expect them to at this point. I thought I thought they'd make it's, some it, cursory it mention of it. It had gotten pro- uh, popularity in the last two months. Yeah, so you would have thought that at least a a poke or something yeah. would have been there. They're still doing pretty sizable content updates. Yeah. Like, and it's it's once again. It came out, and I, I was like, okay, that must have been Dragon Age. But allegedly Dragon Age, because what did, you don't see anything. Yeah, you don't see any characters. That could, just be, a, that could be a new IP. <laughs> you don't see any like noticeable characters. You don't see any noticeable settings where you can identify. You don't see any wording. You don't you see, see a dragon. You don't, you, know, you don't even see a fucking dragon. It's called Dragon Age. You don't see a fucking dragon. <laughs> you see, you I'm see, out of here. <laughs> you see some foliage. You see some some red foliage, Dragon Age, and that's it. But that's guess Dragon what else Age. had red foliage? Horizon. Oh, that's the that's the theme. This oh, was the theme coming... the theme for the summer of gaming is red foliage? Yeah, like red infecting, <laughs> infected and red in, infecting foliage. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so there it was. That was the sweet. Uh classic. Yeah, I I don't even have anything else to say on I that. think I think what annoyed me the most was seeing everybody's like all the article headlines that are like new Dragon Age was shown and I was just like Yeah, that genuinely confused me because I, I went looking thinking I missed something. Yeah. I almost want to take a picture of I'm currently drinking a Mountain Dew voltage. I want to take a picture of the bottom of the bottle so just all you see is the little blue Dragon Age. and just go Holy shit, Dragon Age has blue water in it. Confirmed. <laughs> and just let Twitter run wild because that's all you saw. That's like looking at... There, yeah, screw it. it. I'm done. That's like looking at the EA Sports montage and seeing a soccer ball and a football and going, I bet that's NHL. <laughs> that's as good as you got. Oh, yay. Uh, also, no NHL mention, which yeah. was weird. Yeah, they, they, not that they lot. ever really do much promotion around that, but they own the license. There's a lot, a lot missing from this. No, and going back to no discussion on what else that meant for Madden. Oh my god, I completely forgot about that because we discussed that Madden relicensing two weeks ago. Yeah, where they're like more arcade, you know, potentially an arcade thing, blah blah blah, or the yeah. mobile thing. Yeah, and we, I speculate on everything, and I was like, that should all be there, and then they do this, and I went. Or it's not. Or they go back to the thing you have now subscribed to from me where we do get that event in July where they go, here's Madden. It is then what's a, the point July in having, 14th is Madden Day or something like that. You know, like, why, what's why, the point yeah. in having an EA play event? You got to give everybody breadsticks and then they order the main course. When you're here, you're family. EA Sports. <laughs> <laughs> EA announced uh, seven, that seven games will be released on Nintendo Switch this year. Uh, EA good, has only discussed them. Burnout Paradise and Apex Legends so far. So, according to EA, there should be five more games. FIFA's one of them, so I don't know if they count that. All right, so let's do the math here. Apex Legends. Yep. Burnout Paradise. want to be clear, our or, math is counting to five. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Five? 
Seven. Seven. Counting seven. Oh, well, I guess we are counting to five. We just counted two, so five more. Uh, Madden, do you think? Uh, maybe. It hasn't been on the Switch before. All right, so FIFA. FIFA has been on the Switch before, and FIFA 21 will be on the Switch. And it's the, like, legacy version. If it, I don't remember if you remember that controversy. I don't remember if you remember. That's a sentence. The controversy from years prior, when they put Madden on, it's a, or when they put FIFA on, it's a dumbed-down version. And they, like, stripped features out of it and stuff like that. But, yes, it will be there, so there's three. Are we going to assume that the... It's probably pretty safe to assume that the two new titles that they announced the dice game uh the one from zoink and the one from hazelight yeah they seem like they could be switch titles i could definitely see them so we'll go to five so you want to know my guesses on the other two yeah sure why not uh older games like remasters two out of the one out of the other five that we already mentioned that went to steam a way out a way out would definitely make sense i'm now scrolling back the sims 4 Ooh, Sims 4. Sims 4 is a good guess. I like that. Uh, Sims 4, yeah, Titanfall 2 is not, and Dead Space 3 isn't. So Sims 4 and A Way Out are our other guesses. You're welcome. You heard it here. Forced. Forced. <laughs> forced. Yeah, you fucking got it. <laughs> Wait, Forced isn't Boston. What am I doing? I almost turned into New York, too, because I was about to do it. I'm walking here. Anyway, let's move on. Get me off my accents. <laughs> I can only do Joker. It's not even an accent. And as a one more thing, EA developers announced that a new skate game is really early in development. I have no allegiance to skate or skating games, so I was I was very underwhelmed by that that whole. So situation. I was watching it live, and it happened, and I went, "I don't believe you," because. It had been the thing I've said it on this podcast for years. I've said it to other friends that are like, what's a game, you know, you wanted to have that. I'm like, I give me more skate or at least remaster the skates yeah. for me to play currently. Mm-hmm. Here's what people aren't paying attention to. Okay. They never say skate for. All they say is skate. skate is back. Yeah. And they early development. And an early really development. early development. They don't mention the idea that it's Skate 4. It could be remasters. It could be a fucking mobile game. You want to know my take? Ooh, don't I? Might not they don't to know it. what it is yet. <laughs> they, they called the guys right before the thing, and they're like, we want to put you in a video. Skate's back. That's all you got to say. We're going to say you're early in development because we told you about this a week beforehand, but like, just... Yeah, just go with it. Yeah. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely... An EA oh, thing? Oh, an EA possibility. <laughs> uh, EA, we don't know what we're doing. It's in the game. <laughs> the the thing that scares me, and I want Skate 4, and I don't want them to miss. Because there are there are three things that scare me. Skate 4 is real, and they miss. Which it becomes like... Nail and the, coffin. It for... becomes the last Tony Hawk. Not yeah. the remaster that's coming out, the one beforehand. That was terrible. And everybody just hates it and they and they kill skate they officially would murder skate if they botched four <laughs> they literally revived it just to kill it again <laughs> just to kill it the second thing that worries me it's a mobile game because that would it it's how do you miss the mark so bad like it's it's not even 
EA missing the mark. It's the the devs should be fighting against that the entire way too. If it was even pitched to them, they're like, "I right, want you to make a mobile game." They're like, oh, "Fucking no, Skate is not a mobile game." The way I see it is, you have a twenty five percent chance that it's Skate Four. You have a twenty five percent chance that it's a mobile game. Right. You have a twenty five percent chance. That it's a remaster, and you have a twenty five percent chance that's a battle royale. <laughs> that's a battle royale. Uh, here's the kick with the remaster. I actually don't hate that, but it is option number three on my list of three things: Skate Four, mobile game, remaster. Yeah, and I re- think a remaster, remaster, I think, is a good faith move, building towards Skate Four. Yeah, like here's the remaster coming out. Spring next year, Skate 4 the year after or something, just to... I agree. I think Remaster is a fair move, yeah. but I would not have led this way if it was a Remaster, because... Yeah. I would have led it with just this straight up, it's a Remaster, people, and then see how that goes in the interest of going towards Skate 4. People who are less cynical than us are going to assume that this is 4. People already have been. Articles are getting published that says Skate 4. And I'm like, you had to have talked to somebody because none of the press statements or quotes say Skate 4. All it is is Skate is back. And we all hope it's 4. Oh, yeah. Can we get off EA? Yeah. Thank uh, you. No, we'll, we'll, we'll try to pick up the pace. because I don't want to be here anymore. It's been 50 minutes. <laughs> Hey, when EA shows up in a podcast, we have a lot to complain about. Uh, the Pokemon company made a few announcements this week as well. Speaking of shit to complain about, where's Dewey? <laughs> I know, right? First up, we have Pokemon Snap. Uh, it's making a comeback. The classic N64 game where players simply captured photos of pocket monsters. Oh, don't say simply like it's so <laughs> trivial, Matt. You had to get good photos, all right? You had to press A at the right time. It's on the way to Switch. No release day yet. Release date yet. Hell yeah. You gonna play it? You don't have a Switch. Boom, I don't. suck it. I'm uh, gonna play I don't Snap. think we... We don't know really anything about this either, do we? Is it a remaster? Is it a Snap, new game? I think it's supposed to be a new game. I'm assuming it's new. I assume it's gonna be uh, done in the style of Let's Go. Like, okay. visually. Mm-hmm. On, which is what Sword and Shield... This goes back to my Sword and Shield argument. Sword and Shield's graphics are terrible. And Let's Go's are actually nice because they're stylized and they're pretty and mm-hmm. soft edges. Sword and Shield is mm, like a Game Boy pullover, and it's just it's a fun game. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy it, but like visually, when you look at the two of them side by side, you're like, oh no, what'd you do? You went backwards. <laughs> and I, and for Snap, when a game where you're supposed to take pictures of the Pokemon, I don't think you can have it look bad. Yeah, <laughs> that seems like a giant no. Also, we're supposed to get a Pokemon of more Pokemon this week. Or more Nintendo this week or something. Okay. So, in five days, depending on when you listen to this, you'll hear us again. And I say five days. Five, seven, ten. You never know. Depends on when Matt texts me on Friday. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Oh, reality. Pokemon Smile was announced and released. Uh, the app features AR effects that let players wear Pokemon hats while they brush their own teeth alongside the game. If you manage to brush away all the bacteria, players are are rewarded by getting to catch the Pokemon at the end. Pokemon Smile is available now for free on iOS and Android devices. I don't know what to say about this one. 
I know what to say about it, Matt. One, I'm really fucking hot in this room. Two, that's not to say about the game. Two, which is actually one about the game. This is the kind of shit we like to see during an pseudo E3 summer of gaming events and things. Because here's what we love. A man with a lot of rings on and a cane and a sweet beard who goes, you want to brush your teeth with Pokemon hats? Right now. (laughs) Boom, there it is. You can do it. Am I going to do this? Hell no. Is it a cool thing for kids and whatever? Yeah, sure. Also have a hand-washing one where I can wear, like, Pokemon gloves and wash my hands and not have coronavirus. Why not? Nintendo's got, like, a thing, and they do it. You know what I mean? I, I take it, I get <laughs> <laughs> I take it, kids. I make them gay. Okay. Uh, Funhouse references. <laughs> Nobody's going to get that. Uh, well, they should. They right? should, 100%. If you're not watching Funhouse, stop listening to us. You're not having fun in the house. The Pokemon, <laughs> the Pokemon Company also announced a new puzzle game called Pokemon Cafe Mix. It's described as a free-to-start experience. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that might be my favorite thing you've ever described, Matt. Free-to-start. Uh, experience for both mobile and the Nintendo Switch where players can recruit Pokemon to build their own cafe. The twist. The twist. <laughs> I definitely heard that one. <laughs> is that in order to serve dishes, you first have to complete a puzzle. So you know that little piece Pikachu of... Pikachu in the mystery kitchen. <laughs> you know that little piece of flesh that connects your your upper lip to like your gums? Yeah. Mine's like cut. Okay. Really painful. Really difficult to articulate because I have to... Oh, uh, yeah. I get what you're saying. You also uh, just made the duh, so I mean duh. <laughs> uh, this one was just I'm like, all right, cool, cool little puzzle game for some people. They want it. It's a fun time. Cafe, cool. It's a thing. It is a thing. You guys want to do it? You can have a potion shop. You can have a bake shop. Now you can have a Pokemon shop. That goes back to last week's reference where we did two episodes and I talked about every shop you could own <laughs> under the sun. <laughs> But yeah, I think we're supposed to get more Pokemon this week. So, Also, the Pokemon DLC was out, so Dewey's theory was we're not going to drop a bunch of big stuff because we're going to drop that big stuff next week so that way nobody doesn't buy the DLC this week. Was the theory on the ground. Okay. Number four. Fortnite had its season-concluding event this week called The Device. Is it season-concluding or season-beginning? Yeah, this is technically like the... It's one and the same, ends and starts the new one. Yeah. And if I'm wrong, I don't care. I don't play Fortnite anymore. A few years ago, if you listen to this podcast, that's all I played for about a month and a half. I'm sorry. It was a time. Fortnite servers filled up shortly before 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 30 minutes before the device was scheduled to go off. Players who were able to join got to mess around with a team deathmatch mode where a ton of old weapons and abilities were available as techs. The event itself went fairly smoothly while showing multiple scenes and dialogue that deepened the Fortnite lore. No major changes were confirmed yet as the entire map was still intact, although now surrounded by water. Undernight Fortnite coming soon. Woo! I think that would be interesting. Now... A while ago, very long time ago, mm-hmm. Sark put up a video where he, him and Hutch were playing uh, 
I don't remember the name of the game. That sweet ass game with the they were soldiers. They were toy soldiers. Oh yeah, yeah. That the was game, a good the one game too. wasn't called Toy Soldiers, but they were they were basically toy soldiers. Well, they were toy soldiers, but the name of the game wasn't toy. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I think there was a green and a blue team, and they were playing on those. The maps were large areas because they were so tiny. So it was perspective things. Like you were playing in a sandbox, and there's all these giant sandcastles. And there's a one where they're playing at the party, and there's the pool. Yep. With all this, the like blocks and stuff in it, and you're jumping in and doing all this stuff. I 100% could see that happening in a Fortnite-esque type thing. Anti, anti-grav kind of exists, and you're just doing a lot of high jumping and stuff like that. Would be an interesting idea. Yeah, for sure. Or at least areas of the map where that could happen. Maybe not the whole map. but Their uh, ability to do these events like, is, is really impressive. If they're starting to get, not stolen, but... People are adapting them to their own. Destiny did something similar now where they're mm-hmm. like, ooh, live public events are kind of a thing. But so far, yeah. the king is still Fortnite. And everybody sure. everybody go tunes in for it. I would have loved to see what the Twitch numbers were for that. Just people. Or yeah. Twitch numbers mixed with also the concurrent online players at that time. Yeah. I mean, they did say that the servers were literally full. So yeah, so that's kind of crazy. Whatever number that means to the guys that make $500 million a month. <laughs> PAX West and PAX Australia have both been canceled. Oi, mate. And replaced by the digital event PAX Online. Dingoes and fires and missiles. The organizers will hold a nine-day entirely online event from September 12th through September 20th. It will be free and open to the public. Uh, That's how the internet works. Uh, There will be three channels hosting content nonstop each and every day, including panels, concerts, competitions, and esports events. Uh, PAX Online plans to offer downloadable uh, demos to replicate the experience of trying games out in the show floor. And if you want to get PAX merchandise, you can buy it online. Yeah. I thought this was a pretty cool pivot from them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Definitely an interesting thing. Uh, I think the demo part of that is already kind of happening with the way Steam is doing a bunch of demos, which I'll get to later when I discuss what I've been playing. Uh, so they, they've they now seen it work, and they know what they can do to, to do that stuff. Uh, merch makes sense. They already... I'm assuming a lot of it is just going to be translating the panels to... Because they already stream almost every room when they have a convention. So you can watch the live feed from those rooms for those days. So I assume it's just going to be that same type of thing. They'll probably have content going from like, depending on time zone or whatever, you know, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then 9 p.m. on might be concerts or 6 p.m. on might be concerts type of thing. So they'll still give you a full day for nine days of, of content. And I'm I'm excited to see how it runs and what it does. Yeah. I Obviously, I'm still hoping that Boston happens next year and I'm going, but we'll, you know, see how it, how it goes. I'm looking forward to it, though. I did do a survey for them. They sent out one to, I think, everybody that's either been to a PAX or bought PAX badges from them or something like that. And there were a lot of, like, what are you interested in from here? If we were to do an entirely online thing, like, rank the five things that mean the most to you and stuff like that. So, and the survey probably took me 15 minutes. Like, it was a long survey of them actually trying to gauge what would you want to see in an online event? Mm -hmm. Or, like, what means... What makes you want to tune into things and stuff like that? Yeah, I did see that they're they're still. If you 
you know, I don't know why anyone that is listening to us would want to, but you can still sign up for panels to part to perform a panel for PAX Online as well. Yeah, so if you want uh, Matt and I to do that, yell at us, and then we'll see if enough people yell at us to do such a disastrous event. Number six, how fast can we get banned from PAX? Number six, TwitchCon San Diego has been canceled due to the pandemic. Twitch is leaving open the possibility that it will host some form of TwitchCon this year, saying, quote, while we can't gather in person, we're exploring ways that we could join forces in an alternate dimension later this year, end quote. I believe alternate dimension is also a pseudonym for the internet. Is that how pseudonyms work? I don't think it is. I don't know anything, so. Uh, Also, I'm wondering, not that we have it in here, do we know anything about San Diego Comic-Con? <laughs> and if that exists. Because that would be August as well. Oh, also, that, had, that had to have been... That had to have probably been canceled a while ago. Also, Gamescom is in Germany in August. That was or, that was canceled. Or was it? Yeah, I think Gamescom Oh, yeah, canceled. I think we talked about that a while ago. Also, this is the point where Nate has lost all track of thought because he has been home for way too long. <laughs> and the idea of time has been lost on himself. Uh, let me just show you what this does when you start to type it in. San Diego Comic-Con. Canceled. <laughs> just says the word canceled. Uh, Google. Good. Uh, it's also just uh, to the time thing. It's like we were joking about it watching an earlier show. We we're like, oh, my God, this was in 2012. And you, you could say that stuff and get away with it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was probably in like. 2016 oh no it was 2009 <gasps> <laughs> and i'm sure obviously if you're older it happens on a larger scale i understand i'm just saying we're experiencing it i i'm now old enough where i start experiencing this shit look at my gray hair look at me i am the gray now <laughs> <laughs> i am the old man now <laughs> Uh, microsoft has confirmed a few details about how its smart delivery system will work for the Xbox Series X, uh, uh, smart delivery, this might sound redundant because we basically hashed all this out while talking about it. All right, so good news. This is going to sound redundant because we've already hashed it out while talking about it. But this is <laughs> this is just Microsoft being like, yeah, this is how it's going to work when we've already basically figured also, it out. Also, I wonder if they've copywritten smart delivery because people started using it in discussing PlayStation things. And I'm like, I don't mm, think that's they, how they that works. Yeah, they definitely did. Uh, smart delivery will not only will not yeah I can I, today man today's the day big Tongue. mouth big mouth smart delivery will not only allow users to buy a game once and play it across both Xbox One and Series X systems, but that progress progress will also be saved across systems, including game libraries, progression, and achievements. The system works automatically by detecting hardware and software compatibility. So not only we have just cross save, that's literally what that's called. In case anybody's curious, it's called cross save. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. And we'll move on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you get the fancier version, I guess. Yeah. If it's optimized. More nice little features on smart delivery. Number eight, Insomniac Games has confirmed its upcoming PlayStation 5 launch title, Spider-Man Miles Morales, will be about half the length of the original game. In a blog post, creative director Brian Horton said the game would be roughly the size of 2017's Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Man, is this an echo chamber in here? Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. You're supposed to respond with, is this an echo chamber in here? 
Come on, Matt. Yes, no, and. I mean. But yeah, we basically said that last week, so. Yeah, good, yeah. good that it's confirmed. Stop being right. It, I mean, it's not hard to be right when literally Insomniac said in the... Never mind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to explain myself <laughs> to you. Uh, where are we? The warmer Horizon get, Forbidden West won't arrive on the PlayStation 5 until 2021 at this the earliest. Appointment. According to the game director, Matthias De Jong. Uh, in a new video, he also said that the world of Forbidden West is even more detailed than the previous game and also offers a larger map. Dejong also explained that the title refers to a, quote, mysterious new frontier, end quote, that spans the western half of the post-apocalyptic U.S. So, like, Montana? <laughs> I, I just like when he's like, a mysterious new frontier called the West Coast. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, it was, that's all pretty obvious. Yeah, the idea that it's uh, more detailed doesn't intrigue me. There's still quite a bit of detail in Original Horizon, so more detailed. Yeah. Uh, which you see with the water, underwater levels and mm-hmm. some of the, you know, red foliage, red foliage yeah. bad. It'll be interesting to see how, like, it abuses the it not PS5 being there, storage system. Yeah, and it not being there until 2021 could mean February 2021. That's all I'm saying. But also, I don't think it will. I think it'll be pushed till the... I think that will be... Unless something gets announced, as it stands right now, that's a solid... Fall 2021 title for them to push going into that with what we know. Yeah. Sticking with Sony stories, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, has been rated in Taiwan and in rumors should be announced later today. So, hey, new Crash. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it next week or next this week, uh, next time we talk. Next time. Just next time because you say this week might not be this week. Also depends on when people start their weeks. Some people start on Sunday. Some people start on Monday. True. Some calendars start on Wednesday. All right. What's your? Where do you fall on this? I'm a Sunday to Saturday guy. You're a Sunday Saturday. I'm usually a Monday to Sunday guy. Mm-hmm. But that's just how I I always go through like the week, the weekend. But even though like I just end it on Sunday and then I go back to beginning my my week on a Monday. Yeah, that's how I treat it. But. Star Citizen has now passed $300 million oh, in God. crowdfunding. So according, stupid people. According to the latest data from Cloud Imperium Games. By the way, it has not been officially released yet. I can't wait. Cannot wait. $300 million <laughs> for this game to come out? <laughs> Eric, I, I don't know come out giant question mark if it does come out i don't think it can live up to people's expectations oh no i mean you can play it now but some of it i just don't think that's even worse because you can play part of it now what do you also not see people doing buying it playing it or playing it or like here's the thing though you can buy a twenty thousand dollars ship three hundred million dollars, and already people already being able to play it. We should have heard by now that this game is spectacular, or for three hundred million dollars, or something. <laughs> but or, like, or something like all we, I ever hear we've is covered their events when they do the live streams and stuff, and every time we just go, okay, 
Yeah, that's it. Now and what? <laughs> everyone's always just like, yeah, I played it. Is it good? Is it bad? I played it. It's like, oh, I, I gave them money, so I don't want to admit that it's, it's lackluster. I bought the $700 ship, so like, huh? And it's like, oh, God, no, why? I, We'll see. It might be the longest running story on this podcast. And it might. might continue. It might. It might never be dethroned. And number 12, AT&T is reportedly in talks to sell gaming division Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment in a deal that may be worth around $4 billion. According to CNBC, potential buyers include Take-Two Interactive, Electronic Arts, and Activision Blizzard. Though nothing has yet to be confirmed, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment owns a slew of studios with some notable franchises, including Middle Earth, Mortal Kombat, Scribblenauts, that's a notable franchise, Batman Arkham, some Lego games, and the rights to the Harry Potter games, which, funny enough, there are new Harry Potter game rumors on the horizon and new Batman rumors on the horizon. So, be interesting. And new Lego games coming out. Well, there's always those. So, be interesting to see what happens with all of that. That is uh that could that could be a good good buy for someone. Yeah. Uh, I have don't a lot of see it go to Activision Blizzard. I'd prefer to see it go to Take Two out of the mentioned names. Yes. THQ Nordic also solid fan to go there. I don't know if they have four billion dollars yeah. to spend, but <laughs> I like the idea. Um I feel like they have a lot of underutilized franchises. Like they could do more th- with I what they, they have. I think they have a I think they have a lot of underutilized, but also currently dormant. Like, we had our swell, but we haven't seen anything in years. Yeah. Of, like, big punching, you know, make a dent in the game industry type things. Everything's just kind of been like, ooh, there's a rumor of this. There's a rumor of this. There's a rumor of this. But we haven't had Dark Knight show up since 2014, 15. Mm-hmm. So... And that's just that franchise. The Harry Potter franchise is still going to be the interesting one because it's supposed to be like an actual RPG type thing or whatever. Well, that's the one, like, that's one of the ones that's like underutilized. Like, yeah, it's fucking Harry well, Potter. We say underutilized. Also, in the current environment around Harry Potter, might be good just to not do anything. Yeah, but like, regardless of the JK's shit. Yeah, the author's ramblings and stupidity and everything else, how she's a terrible human. The. Sorry. I don't like her. <laughs> like that, people would gobble that shit up if you oh, made yeah. a decent. It's the game. same thing that goes back to um, there was supposed to be like a more f- like the the idea that it would be a more RPG game of where you aren't Harry, you are attending Hogwarts and going through your stuff and blah blah blah. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. People are just like, yes, give me tap my veins. What Harry's a professor? Yeah, who cares? Woo! But alas, here we are. That's it for news, right? That's it for news. Oh, my God. The news is over, but it's been seven days. Actually, has been this time since we last recorded, Matt. So what have you been up to? Uh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, playing SnowRunners. Uh, that's about it. Uh, I got The Last of Us in my sights for this coming week. If I can, you know, wrestle that into the schedule. Um <laughs> Watching the anime routine. It's not going to be one of the ones where like, you try to play and the wife's like, you can't play without me. It already is, so that's kind of the problem. But oh. she works from home now, so I can be like, bring that laptop in here, bitch. Let's do this. 
Um, <laughs> hey, yo, bitch. <laughs> Last of Us time. Let's go. You know, she's going to... It's the typical rundown. What's going to happen? She's going to be really resistant to starting it. Really resistant to starting it. But then it. once she is, you can't once stop Once it's in, it. it's like we can't... We're It's a push. We're going through. <laughs> I just want to play Snowdars. No. That's... that's It's it's kind of weird. She's... she's Well, it, everybody's resistant until you, you know, push them down the hill. Then they can't stop rolling. Exactly. You know? That's what I've always said. Object, you just push somebody down a hill. An object at rest... Tends, tends to, to stay, stay at rest. rest. And an object in motion tends to stay in motion. Newton's third law. I don't fucking... All right, now you're getting a little crazy. It's a Newton law. I don't know which one's which. Third? If I'm right, and I'm not, don't tell me. I'm trying to think of, like... I've, I have been watching some random shit, but it's, like, not really anything of consequence, I think. Yeah. 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 All right. That's it, though. Fair enough. What do you got for me? MLB. MLB the show. Football manager 2020. Of course. Because, you know, I got to get my sports fix. It's and then I'm hard. Like, Dude, there's some zombies or things that aren't zombies that I need to shoot. So, Last of Us 2. About 10 or so hours in, I think. So, uh, yeah. Been, I'm going through that. Been gaming. Might be done with it by Friday. Or by our next podcast. Potentially. We'll see. I don't know how long it might take me to get through it. So I might be done by then. Might be done in two weeks. It you know, depends on how much time I put down to that to versus doing other things. So Yeah. Just got been, been doing the game. And I mean and SpongeBob's out this week too, so that'll take a little bit of my, my pull away. Uh also I don't think I mentioned him last week. Maybe I did. Tell me if I did. Annihilation. Watch the Annihilation. Uh sci fi is that the one with um, Horror Natalie Portman? No. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's her. Oscar Isaac as well? Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Okay. Her. Um, oh, my God. Why am I forgetting one of my favorite actresses' names right now? Oh, who plays Valkyrie and Thor? Tessa Thompson. Okay. She's in it as well. Uh, it's an interesting movie. I, nothing. It doesn't like stick with me i'm not like oh you should go watch it it's just kind of like eh, all right uh watch magnificent seven good movie interesting you should watch it okay really like chris pratt in it. sad turn of events but i like him sad turn of events i didn't want to watch uh magnificent seven because i've never seen any of the previous ones i haven't either and i don't want to I have this goal to watch because, like, you always hear, like, good filmmakers always say that Akira Kurosawa was an, a major influence for them. Mm-hmm. And I've never watched any of his movies. Right. And, like, that's always been a thing where I'm like, oh, I should watch his movies. And that'll be a baseline for, like, you know, going everything forward. else. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to watch a movie like The Magnificent Seven is based on The Magnificent Seven. Right. Which is based on. Seven Samurai. So yeah. I don't want to like color Seven Samurai by watching The Magnificent Seven. <laughs> right. Without watching Seven Samurai yeah. first. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I would definitely sit down and watch Seven Samurai with you, but uh, Magnificent Seven was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, and then I watched, it's not on there, but I watched A Quiet Place. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. There are certain things when it gets to horror movies that I just hate. Did you watch Children Bird Box? that cause problems? 
Yeah, I mean, every time. It's the problem I had, not to mention that The Purge was a bad movie to begin with, but I didn't want to watch it based on the trailer where the girl just presses the button and goes, I let person in house now. And I'm like, you should be killed and thrown to the wolves. What are you doing, you stupid child? I have a very unpopular opinion. That might not be true on this podcast. About kids. <laughs> Still might not be true on this podcast. I don't have kids. I want to preface this by saying neither, I don't have kids. To be fair, neither of us have kids. I just t- told you to throw one to the wolves. So, And I know that, that there's the argument that like, you know, you, you, Once you, you have them, um, you'll understand. Yeah, opinions change. I believe that we are overprotective of kids. And Ooh, interesting. The idea is that this is this is where it gets juicy. They can be replaced. Oh, 100%, yeah. You, in the wild, generally, if you if the parent has to abandon the child, it does so to survive because it can make more. Yeah, or for the betterment of a family or whatever. Like yeah. you have three cubs, one gets half eaten. See you later. I'm sorry. I got things to do. Yeah. If I am if if I am with my wife and a small child and it's the zombie apocalypse and we're stuck in a house or something or wherever and you know I can make another one of you with the wife. Zombie eats your baby. I will throw the baby out the window to run out the back door. Well, here's the thing there is I won't I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I understand. Yeah. Uh, I think where we might differ <laughs> is, is won't be so active. <laughs> the first line of defense wouldn't have been, I have a baby, I'll throw that. <laughs> well, I was being a little extreme. But yeah, it, but it would have been like in A Quiet Place. Do you plan on watching A Quiet Place? If you plan on watching A Quiet Place, go ahead and watch it. Stop listening right now. In A Quiet Place. I don't watch horror movies generally, so. Yeah. The woman is pregnant. Okay. The things, the monsters are attracted to sound. Okay. Why would you bring a baby, one of the loudest creatures in existence, into the world where sound is a problem? Yeah, see, that's just... Like, that seems like an issue. Also, children with toys with batteries. Seems like a problem. Also, the... One of the most significant deaths in the movie, if not the most, is caused by the child getting her father killed. Yeah, see, like, that's the shit I'm talking about right there. And it all goes to, like, there's a moment where, and it kind of trips the whole thing up, but she's, the wife is going up the stairs, I believe. And is carrying a like burlap sack of something and gets it caught on a nail. Now, I don't know if you've ever nailed anything together, but think about this for a second. You're going upstairs. You snag a nail. When you pull the sack like past it, like aggressively, you don't try to do anything. You just kind of like pull it through because you don't want to make noise. So instead of taking a slight step back down and slowly pulling it off the nail, you yank as hard as you can. And that nail comes up. What way would you think that nail would come up? What side should be up? Well, the the head should be up. What if I told you, fuck yourself, you're wrong. And the bottom of it was up. Because you nailed stairs together like a jackass from the bottom. That seems like a problem, right? That does seem like a problem. Then you, the woman that caused said problem, knowing, knowing, 
knowing it got snagged, not that you, not that you necessarily know you pulled the nail up, but you know it got snagged on something. Mm-hmm. When you're coming down the stairs again, granted you're in labor, not thinking straight, that's fine. But you're going down the stairs again and put your foot straight onto the nail that you caused. What? And why was the pointy end up? I just, oh. there were, I, I can't watch horror movies because when certain things happen, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Watching The Mist. Not that great of a horror movie, but that lady dies in the shopping center in my theater cheered and I was so happy. Because she's ruining everything. Also has one of the worst endings ever. Kill everybody in the car except for yourself and then everything's fine two seconds after you get out. But Classic. Yeah. Happened too like, many times before. Yeah. Just every time it's, the you know, oh, it just angers me. Anyway, welcome to the end of our podcast. It's been fun having you here. And uh, we'll see you again in some amount of days from now. Sounds good. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.